Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed like to take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. It's, uh, you have to be, you just have to know at the email to see it says at Instagram. If not, it is fraud. Anyways, hey. It's good to uh, have you guys here with us on this podcast, this special podcast, with somebody that is making a major impact around the world with her story, uh, a timely story for many of us in America who need to hear this story, who don't think your freedoms can be taken away from you. Uh, Last time her and I got together and we sat down and spoke was a few years ago. Uh, The amount of uh, uh, interest in the story and what happened with it was uh, unbelievable, and uh, her first book was a major bestseller, and she's got a new one that's coming out called While Time Remains, a North Korean defector search for freedom in America, the one and only Yeonmi Park. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on this yeah. podcast. Vinny's very happy to be sitting next to you, just so you know. I don't want to sit been, on the He's end. been asking about this, <laughs> yeah. and there was a fight, and then uh, Vinny said, I have to sit next to her, but we're, we're very happy to have you here. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you for welcoming me. So, you know, it, it, there's a lot of things we'll cover today. Some people don't know your story. We have some stories here that we want to talk about. Something happened in Russia that hasn't happened since the 70s. Something Russia did that they haven't done since the 70s, which is hmm. pretty wild. It has to do with preparation for a big war, a World War III type of war, especially after uh, Biden visited uh, Ukraine this uh, this last week instead of going to East Palestine. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the things that's going on with Don, um, how do you say Don his last Lamont. name? Don Lamont. Lemon. Don, Don Lamont. Lemon. We'll talk about him. Killing it. Uh, DeSantis and uh, Trump going back and forth, the name calling, and at the same time, DeSantis doing his part. I'd like to get your thoughts on that with... Uh, uh, woke agenda, what's going on with schools. I got a couple videos I want to show you to get your reaction on that. And then Tom's got some stories on Disney that he wants to comment on. Elon Musk declares cancel culture over since Twitter takeover. Uh, he says, you won't be missed. I'm curious to know if you agree with Elon, whether cancel culture is over or not. And then a couple other fun stories. Uh, one, Tiger Woods. I don't know if you know what Tiger Woods did this last week. Did you hear about the story or no? Have you heard about his, uh, what he did to one of his competitors? Funny joke. You have to hear the story to know to get your reaction on it. Anyways, mm-hmm. having said that, Yomi, if you don't mind, um, last time we spoke a lot about your story. Yeah. And the audience knows your story. But some of the people that are new audiences that are with us that may not know your story, would you mind taking a minute and sharing your background with the audience? Yeah, it's a, where do I even begin? <laughs> I was born in North Korea, and not knowing that I was born in the most oppressed country. I think that's how I tell Americans when they say they're oppressed. Like, if you know you're oppressed, you're not oppressed. Like, not knowing is the definition of oppression. I believe I was living in the best country on earth. It was a socialist paradise. Mm-hmm. And I had this thing, a song called Nothing to Envy because we are living in a socialist paradise. So I I think with that, just have no idea what was going on in the world. Uh, when I was 13 years old, I just couldn't simply find any more food. So that led me to escape to China. Then uh, crossing the Gobi Desert into Mongolia after two years, then go to South Korea. And then five years after I came to America. All while you're how old? It was from me 13, to 15, I was crossing the desert and then come to America when I was 21 years old. That's unbelievable, you know, when people hear a story like that. How, how often, Yonmi, when you tell your story, people almost don't believe it. They think it's like, you're just telling a story. There's no way that story is real. Yesterday, I posted a picture of me in the military and I posted a couple pictures in the army and I'll get messages. People say, that picture doesn't look like you. That's <laughs> not you. And I'll say, hey, I was born and raised in Iran and, you know, here's what Iran was like when we're getting bombed. There's no way that's true. You're just telling a story out of Argo. How often uh, do you hear people say, you know, you, know, you can't tell me it was that bad? So in some sense, I think I got lucky because, a, I mean, remember when Americans, uh, tourists, Otto Wombier from the Virginia Tech University, he went to North Korea and then he was sentenced for hard labor for 15 years for stealing a banner. 
and then they tortured him and they rearranged his te- like or teeth. Oh my god! And then he came out as a vegetable state that Trump like brought him back. Yeah. So I think American understood like if that's what they do to American white men. Yeah. I mean they can't even imagine what they would do to their own people. So I think when it comes to North Korean issue, at least still the between Democrats and the Republicans understand it's a complete black. Nobody argues it's somehow gray. And but the, how they want to approach solve the problem is different. So then, then, then you know, for for some again, the question: Why are you so optimistic, though? You know, when I see you and I met you, we went to lunch afterwards. Mm-hmm. You had very nice things to say about Adam. You thought Adam was part of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this or not. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you get right? Oh, that was her? That was her? She asked Adam if Adam's gay. She said, you said you're very nice and you dress well, so you must be gay. I was like, I will show you who's not gay right now. (laughs) Not me. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Anyways, but... But But we are friends. We're good. But you were... You're you're always optimistic. Your personality, you seem like you have the attitude of future looks bright. But then at the same time, you have the... Uh, you know, the perspective you present of, hey, let's stay paranoid because we don't know what could happen here even in America. How do you balance that level of optimism with the life that you've lived and have a little bit of paranoia to say we got to keep fighting for this freedom? Yeah, I think in general I'm an optimist. I think there are only just two over 200 defectors made it to America over the last 80 years. Say so, that one part again. Over the last 80 years, only 209 North Korean oh defectors God. made to America. Over the last 80 years, mm-hmm. 209 yeah. have made it to America. That's intense. Yeah. yeah. And I'm one of them. Wow. That's so, right. And they made it pretty hard, right? Wow. I mean, it's now it's almost impossible. You cannot escape. You can, like, they set up landmines and yeah. electric fence, and like he's, it's made it. Yeah. It's impossible to get up. Th- that was actually wow. my question for you and me. Uh, the escape process. I know mm-hmm. we have a lot of stuff we want to get through today, but just the escape process when you did it, mm-hmm. how difficult was just that component of it? And how more difficult, how much more difficult would it be now? So my time was like every 10 meters with the actual human guard with the machine gun standing there. Every 10 meters, it was a human guard. Got but it. now, actually, yeah. China gave them the technology of the, the facial recognition camera Jeez. everywhere on Chinese side and North Korean side, both. They put the electrified wire fences and they bury the landmines to kill yeah. his own people. So, and then he ex- like, uh, put the people moved away from the border towns. Okay. So, so now it's literally impossible. Literally what Kim When's Jong- the last time someone escaped? <sighs> like, I don't know. Hmm. So Kim Jong-un wow. said don't even let one single ant cross between borders. Jeez. Wow. And when you escaped, you said there was a, a soldier every 10 meters. So yeah. I assume you did it in the dark. How did you disguise yourself? How did you... Uh, go under the radar, so to speak. So the reason how I didn't get shot was the people were helping me, the traffickers. They were selling us to human traffickers in China, so they bribed the guard. But uh. the problem was they're every 10 meters. You cannot bribe all of them. Wow. It's too expensive. So they bribed one guard and that post. So we could always shot from other posts. So that's why it was very dangerous. Yeah. yeah this, by the way, if you haven't watched... The entire episode that her and I went through, the story is a lot darker and deeper than we have to get into today because there's so many things that's happened from the last time we spoke to today that I want to get your opinions on what's going on with current events. I think that's uh, uh, very important for us to cover. And then obviously we'll put the link below for the audience to get as well. So let's go into the first story. The first story I saw with... um, uh, uh, Elon Musk that came out and, you know, he said Elon Musk declares cancel culture is over since Twitter takeover. And that's one of the things you speak out about a lot. And here's what he said. Let me just read this story to you. Uh, Elon, the CEO of Twitter, recently declared that cancel culture is over just months after his uh, takeover of the social media company. He made the comment on Tuesday following an exchange between journalist Matt Taibbi and Joe Rogan on Rogan's podcast. Joe Rogan shared on the podcast that people aren't scared to speak their mind on Twitter, and you're seeing so much pushback since Musk's acquisition. They're not worried about losing their account, which they were before Rogan added Taibbi, who helped publish some of Musk's Twitter files, said, I hope people are uh, feeling encouraged to say more now. When Musk uh, bought Twitter in October of 2022 for $44 billion, he promised to protect free speech on the platform, saying that Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. 
Musk had previously declared that cancel culture needs to be canceled, and he's saying now it's officially canceled. Do you think cancel culture is officially canceled? Uh, as a moment of yesterday, I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah. As of, as of right now, do you think? Do you think right now people? The whole concept of worrying about getting your channel shut down or your YouTube or your Twitter account uh, taken away from you or Facebook, you know, now that Trump got Twitter back, he got Facebook back, he got all of these accounts back. Do you think the days of being afraid of speaking out are behind us? That's interesting because I, my poster shows as a sensitive post to a lot of my followers. On Twitter or? Yeah, on, on Twitter. Really? Actually on Twitter. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So... Even till this morning, someone was like, why can't I see her post? So it's a real comment I get. You guys don't get that. No, of course. No. Sh- you're talking about shadow banning? Or- yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, you post, then it's like a sensitive material. Of you course. have to play one yeah, more yeah, to see yeah. it. On Twitter. Yeah, on, on Facebook, tw- absolutely. I don't see it on Twitter. Let me, on let me look at your tweets. So my followers keep saying that, like, why can't I see this post? So hmm. like, I think maybe at least 30% of that. Yeah. I, yeah, it's funny because I, I, I posted something on Instagram and yeah. then a bunch of people were, and it had nothing to do with COVID, mm-hmm. but it kept putting this the COVID warning. How recent was that? This was about a week, week and a half ago. Yeah. And it was absolutely nothing about COVID. But mm-hmm. people are like, why do we see this? It's a comedy sketch about something completely different. But Instagram is still putting that tag on Instagram it. is. Uh, By uh, Facebook. Facebook is. Yep. Uh, I don't know if YouTube is doing anything with it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. YouTube will still comment on, hey, this went a little bit too far or you know, certain things would say. <clears throat> Do you think cancel culture is over with? I think this is uh, what is known as a self-fulfilling prophecy that our friend Elon Musk is, is you know, reaching out for. I, don't th- I think we're starting to see the infancy stages of cancel culture like this anti-woke agenda yeah. that Ron DeSantis and certain other people are sort of spearheading. No, I don't think cancel culture is over. And I'll tell you why, because you also have tens of millions of Gen Z, for the most part, who are the kickstarters of cancel culture. And they're not going anywhere. And they're doubling down on some of their things that they believe in, their ideology, whether it's sort of the LGBT stuff <clears throat> or whether it's the... Uh, critical race theory or whether it's a 1619 project these things aren't going anywhere what i think will help identify sort of like the canary in the coal mine of what where cancel culture will be is the 2024 election we'll see where that kind of goes because i think if it is ron DeSantis or even trump on the right versus whoever ends up being on the left if it's a biden or a newsom or a kamala or whoever uh, I think that'll be sort of a, an identifier. But no, I do not think that it is It is over. I think even within Twitter, it is not over. I yeah. think that he's done a good job of making it more of a free speech platform. But I think he still removed Kanye. I think there's some certain things. So He didn't, he didn't remove Kanye. He suspended Kanye. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and by the way, it, Same it, thing. I don't think it is, though. I think... Uh, I think th- I think that is like uh, uh, there's a difference between getting your license suspended and taken away, mm. right? If you get like, listen, I had 21 speeding tickets. One day I'm driving with a guy. I'm trying to teach him how to sell insurance policies. This is 18 years ago, 17 years ago. Cop pulls me over. Says, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm on the 101 freeway. I'm trying to get to a client's house." He says, "What are you doing driving with a suspended uh, license?" I said, "I don't even know if my license been suspended. Your license is suspended for a year." I had to get out of the car. Somebody had to come pick me up, take me. Guess what? Yes, I deserve to have my license suspended at the time. But then I got it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I lost it again. I got it back again. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, yeah. I'm driving, right? Yeah. Cancel culture, I think when Elon is saying this, he may be right. Uh, uh, in Because to him, think about if you're Elon Musk. Elon Musk is for sure, cancel culture is for sure canceled for him on Twitter. 100%. Did you understand yeah, what 1, I mean by that? So for sure it's canceled for him on Twitter. Now. Do I think it's um, decreased on Twitter? Yes. 100%. Do I think people are saying stuff on Twitter that they couldn't get away with you know, a year ago? One million percent. I don't think you could have gotten away with it six months ago on Twitter. Do I mm-hmm. think some things are broken because the new engineers? I'll give you an idea. We have an app that we developed. Tom knows this story. So we uh, moved away from one of the uh, developers that we hired. We moved away to a bigger developer because of a team of 500 people, and they can do stuff for us that the other guys couldn't do. The new developers updated seven different things that worked incredibly well, but they broke two things that wasn't wo- that was working well. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Seven things worked sick, but two things that were not broken, they broke it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
by trying to fix seven other things. So I think Elon's Tesla engineers or whoever he brought in right. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, maybe breaking some stuff while fixing 80 things, and I think the users have to be a little bit patient, but people are not afraid of saying stuff today than they were afraid of six months ago. But Adam made a great point, but let's just say Trump wins in 2024. You don't think, because I know they're cleaning up and all these Twitter files and the FBI is embedded, and the FBI is going to Twitter yeah. and monitoring for a political party. You, you don't think they're still going to be there when, if, let's say, Trump wins? Those people are still there. The FBI, to me, is... All left, all Democrat voting. I, I remember that one time I asked, how many Republicans are actually in the FBI? When the FBI is that involved, bro, that cancel, it's going to come back. You'll see. Let me, uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree that all the FBI or the CIA is all Democrat. I don't think well, that's, I don't the think majority, that's the majority is. At all. I think the majority However, is. What, I, what I do want to ask, since you're a comedian, is how many times can you be canceled? What do I mean? We just saw that Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Arnold or whatever, you know, she goes by these days. Roseanne was canceled. Yeah. Right? Uh, a few years back. And now she's on tour again. And her whole thing is, well, you can't cancel me again. Yeah. It's like even Andrew Tate is an example. It's like, I've already been canceled. The Matrix has used all their bullets. Well, now they've yeah. used another one. He's in jail. But can you get canceled again, I guess, is the question. I mean, you just nailed it, though. She was canceled. Remember, she did the national anthem, and she, like, mocked it. That was one of the first cancels. Yeah, they were like, you're done. They just laughed no, at her. Canceled no, was like, no, when they pull you off of your show, they, they remove you from right. your platform, you're done. I don't, That's what happened with Roseanne. I, I think you make a good point about the 2024 election, Adam, is that we're going to see how does the populace really think about candidates and about what they stand for for these kind of things, mm-hmm. and that's going to show up. But what I think Elon Musk was saying is, I can't read his mind, but the way I read it is, cancel culture is done at Twitter. I'm done taking orders from the outside. We're trying to fix things and do it. And I think he was very adamant about that. And I think he's also saying, you know, and I'm not going away. And I think it was a vision statement for the rest of us because I see it's not getting better, you know, um, everywhere. Certain places it's getting better. Everybody is like, oh, change the leadership at YouTube. Maybe this is a sign that some things are going to be different. Maybe you can have an opinion on COVID that won't get shut down at YouTube. And I think... So I, I, that's why I read it, Pat. I read it kind of as a vision statement, and I'm not going away, and cancel culture is done at Twitter. And he knows his impact on the rest of the world. He's an influencing voice. So that's kind of the way I read it. I'll say something here, and then you and me, if you got any thoughts, we can go to the next story. So here, here's one thing I will say. I think when you know it is Facebook, Instagram, everybody, kind of given uh, uh, Trump uh, 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 reinstating him on the accounts, I think a lot of these guys, including YouTube, maybe firing Susan, the CEO of YouTube, mm-hmm. 
maybe a lot of these guys are sitting there saying, dude, let's just make sure they don't target and find out our freaking YouTube files. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What if they find out Facebook yeah. files and Instagram files? Holy shit, if they figure this part out. Mm-hmm. So listen, let's kind of accommodate. Let's kind of slow our roll on the strikes and the banning and this and that. And let's kind of let people loose a little bit more. Let's kind of know that this is going to be the year of investigations, Fauci and Twitter files and, you know, uh, Biden and Hunter Biden and all. They're going to be investigating everybody. Let's just pump the brakes. The people that were committing the crime, I think they kind of want to be away from all the, um, what do you call it, the investigations that's taking place. If you look at the social media influencers, you'll notice a couple different things. Watch how the loud mouth NFT people, how loud they were a year and a half ago. Look how quiet they are today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. all you have to see. Whispers. How a year ago NFTs were the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yep. They're so quiet, mm-hmm. and they're talking about kindness. <laughs> and they're saying, hey, yeah, let's just kind of a love. roll. And it's yeah. all about love. And you know yeah. what they're trying to say? Please love me and yeah. leave me alone with the money that I made selling all these NFTs to people that 99% of them yeah. are a waste of time. I think that's kind of what's happening. However, here's the thing. From an Iranian and somebody who's from North Korea and somebody who struggled growing up in Miami, it, you know, we have to know that you have to forever and ever fight for freedom of speech, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where cancel culture is canceled. I don't think there will ever, ever be a time where you're going to be free of that, ever. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, totally. Actually, you mentioned about FBI. Mm-hmm. I was invited to speak at FBI Dallas last year. Oh. And then like two, be- two days right before my event, the head of diversity calls me. And then she calls me, uh, my political opinions are too controversial. So she has canceled me to get, come. Get out of here. Bingo. At FBI. <laughs> I told you. But we agreed that I'm going to only speak about my experience from North Korea. Nothing about American politics. Just my journey to freedom. And, and they still didn't let you? No. In Dallas. Wow. Yeah, FBI it, Dallas. Which is in Texas, which is yeah. still a red state. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very weird. What, what was the justification? It, I was I was not diverse enough. I mean, the head of diversity. <laughs> I'm an Asian defector, North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. You're not diverse enough. What, yeah. what does that mean exactly? My, I think they are looking for maybe like skin color of diversity, right? But my thoughts were too controversial in her mind that I I don't know what it was. Just caused me like your your political opinions. Literally, political opinions are too controversial. So we can have you here. And, and, and going to my point, and Adam, I, I understand where you're kind of coming from, but if I, I'm interested to see, Rob, if you can even look up, I'm, you're not going to see it. What are the percentage of FBI peep agents that are left-leaning or Democrat? Because where are all the Republicans when the FBI has been doing all this dirt for all their years? What do we have? Two whistleblowers that were like, hey, guys, collusion and small little whistleblowers. But the majority of them are what? They're all left, bro. They all work for Hillary. They all work with all these guys. I'm very, very curious to see how many of them are actually, how many they're letting in that actually go to the right. Yeah. Because I'm not seeing them, bro. Actually, I think you made a really good point about um, just sort of the timeliness of of where Mm. we're at. Would you you agree that 2020, 2021, with the election, with COVID, with lockdowns, with mandates, with... Uh, Gen Z sort of being this is their first time to vote, all that kind of culminating that that was the worst of the worst of the worst with this cancel culture, meaning mm. it can't get worse than it was during COVID, right? Like in the in the greater context, like we're sort of coming out of it. We're seeing the economy. We're seeing just the the, the pushback from whether it's uh, it's Musk and Twitter and things being more open, you know, less less people getting canceled. Do you think we've seen the worst of it, is my question. On the cancel culture side? All of that, correct. Well, yes. okay, so here's here's the part that, for me, uh, uh, I'll get comfortable with, okay? So if you if you think about uh, uh, school system, and we're talking about the number of people, teachers, professors, we talked about this a couple podcasts ago, where they measured by the purely by the dollar contribution. School teachers. This is why I want everybody to consider taking their kids out of private, out of public school, and put them in public school, private schools, and consider homeschooling. I recommend every parent consider taking their kids out of public schools and putting it in pub, private school or homeschooling if you can afford it. English teachers, out of 100 teachers in America, 90, 97 were Democrats, three were Republicans in public school. Uh, health teachers in America, out of 100, 99 Democrats, 
one Republican. Math and science teachers out of 100, based on contribution, 87 Democrat, 13 Republican. That is a monopoly. It's not a 50-50, okay? Private, private schools are not 80% Republican, 70% Republican, or 60% Republican. They're still 60% Democrat hmm. because most teachers are not making enough money where their policies would be policies to vote on maybe on one side. 60% of teachers in private school are still Democrats, but it's a yeah. little bit more of a balanced uh, situation. So where am I going to answer your question here? Mm-hmm. Here's my answer to your question. What's happening is for 15 years, these social media companies were all owned by the left. Yep. Yep. For 15 years. So guess what? When Alex Jones got canceled, the next day, 100 people canceled him. Why? Because they're all on the same page. It's one phone call. Hey, Facebook. Hey, Google. Hey, YouTube. (laughs) Hey, PayPal. Hey, this. Hey, that. Boom. The next day we interviewed him, it was 9-11, by the way, when I interviewed him. And Austin, I want to say this was four or five years ago, 2019 maybe, 2018. I don't know the exact year when we sat down and we interviewed Alex Jones. The day after he got canceled, we were, we were with him. This guy gets canceled. So now, does he say crazy things? Of course he does. Does he get himself in trouble all the time? Of course he does. But today, mm-hmm. today, a guy like that saying something, they have to be a little bit more methodical to cancel everybody because Elon Musk. Now, here's what we need more of. We need one or two more to be bought. Look at what Spotify did. The best thing with Spotify, you guys have no idea how big of a role Spotify played a year ago with mm-hmm. Joe Rogan when everybody was saying cancel, cancel, cancel Joe Rogan. What is Spotify? A company out of Sweden. Sweden, yeah. And, and they said, Dan no. Black. Yeah, no, we're not going to cancel him. Not doing it. What do you mean? We're not going to cancel him. 2018 was the Alex Jones interview, September 13. The video went out, but the interview was on 9-11. Yeah, I'm not canceling him. You're not canceling him? No, we're not going to cancel Joe Rogan. So everybody was hoping... If, if Spotify, I cannot tell you guys how big of a role Spotify played in the concept of cancel culture. If Spotify would have said, no, we are going to cancel Joe Rogan, let me tell you, massively problematic for a lot of people in America. Mm -hmm. If Spotify would have canceled Joe, Joe now gets, everybody else is now saying, damn, the guy from Sweden is also defending what they're doing here in the U.S. Then we had a problem. Spotify helped cancel culture in America more than Americans even know. So shout out to is it Daniel Eck, the yep. founder and the CEO of yep. Spotify. Whatever you're doing out there, uh, building your platform. No, when's the last time you heard about somebody getting canceled on Spotify? I haven't. When's the last time you heard somebody getting their shows turned taken down on Spotify? No one even talks about Spotify. They're very everybody talks Rumble, but Rumble is a conservative platform. Mm-hmm. Spotify has left, right, middle, those who hate Republicans, those who can't stand capitalism, and they're totally okay with it. Yeah. I'm telling you, one of the most important companies on cancel culture, the last twelve months was Spotify. Thank God they get very little credit for what they did and if you look at northern europe and and we could digress on this but i I will and i won't is first (laughs) of all you have spotify that's up there second of all you have finland and sweden where there's some very different views about uh, covid and masks and vaccination Mm -hmm. and so northern europe has been an anchor of assistance fighting against this i have a question i'd like to ask for you is you know because i'm starting to see it here in america where that the Asian community is not being treated as one of the ethnic minorities, and they are being treated as quasi-conservative. Yale University had a big lawsuit about how they were discriminating heavily against Asian students so that they could have more numbers of other minorities that would come in and get federal grants, so they were bringing minorities, admitting them into Yale. And after Biden won the election, this is the federal government, dropped the suit. And so I'm hearing a lot about that. What are you seeing? Obviously, you saw it firsthand with the FBI. Are you seeing this in other areas where, you know, you know, Asians coming to this country are being treated as well? You know, it's harder to turn you into a lifelong Democrat. You're more likely to be conservative. And so we're taking steps. Have you seen that since you've been here? Yeah, I think I heard that very often. I talk about try to I talk about the cancer culture and the danger of it, and talk about the oppression, the real oppression is happening in China and North Korea, or Iran. And they say that like, how do you know about oppression because you are a white passing person? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like they view now Asians as white because we are also making a lot of money. I think. Who, who is saying this to you? Who? This 
I mean, like college students, <laughs> they listen. As a white guy, I don't think that Asians. I've never been like, look at those Asians over there. Oh, those white people. They they're privileged. It's it just it, it so, this isn't adding up to me. I don't. It's what, not what, you. What, talking what, about the admissions group. What, no, but, that's but, Yale. But let me just go to the story that validates yeah. what she's saying. I I think. I understand what you're saying fully. That physically, you're like, yeah, you're not, you're, you're not a white guy. You're but a lady. categorically, they think there is such thing as Asian privilege. The, the, the privilege part that they see white privilege and Asian privilege that being a real thing. Let me just read the story. Privilege. Yeah. The, okay. So most Americans think college admissions should not consider race. Okay. Sixty-two percent of Americans saw, uh, say race and ethnicity should not be considered at all in college admissions, according to a new Reuters poll. Okay, the public opinion found uh, that seventy-three percent of Republicans and forty-six percent of Democrats said they were against race-conscious admissions or affirmative action, which is a practice used by colleges and universities to boost racial diversity within their student bodies. Again. 73% of Republicans say, no, I don't want to know about the race. I just want to know who's the best student. Mm-hmm. But 46% of Democrats say, meaning 54% say, no, we have to consider what race it is before you get into college. Grades don't matter. Your race does, right? That's what they're saying. 67% of white respondents said they were against considering race at all in admissions compared to 52% of minority respondents. The conservative-leaning U.S. Supreme Court will issue ruling this spring in cases questioning the legality of race-conscious admissions practices at Harvard mm-hmm. and University of North Carolina. The group behind the lawsuit, Student of uh, for Fair Admissions, says that UNC discriminations discriminates against white and Asian-American applicants and Harvard discriminates against Asian-American applicants. That was a question Tom was asking. Do you think we should consider race when it comes down to going to universities? I think that's what I'm, like, I was writing in my book. That's like the tactics they use to divide people and punish people for collective guilt. Like the saying like, oh, Adam is white, therefore his ancestors were privileged people and now he should be guilty, right? Mm-hmm. I think that tactic is like a very North Korean tactic. Like my great-grandfather was a landowner, so they were saying when I was born, my genetics is oppressive, my blood is tainted. Therefore, I can never be forgiven, even though that was not my choice wow. to own the land. Now in America, we punish people. Like, I, I have a son who's a half-white, he's so screwed. He's supposed to be guilty about a privilege he's that he got. He's half-white and Asian. Yeah, I mean, he's he double got, guilty. He got he's the double worst. trouble. According to, uh, the, according to these guys. Yeah. yeah. And actually, based on the just merit, the competence, it says just Asians should be at Harvard, more than 70% of them should be Asians mm-hmm. if you're going to let them in by the merit and exam score. But then Harvard only accepts 11 point something percent each year because they have the, the quota, race quota. So actually the real victims of affirmative action is like Asians. Yeah. They, so it's so hard and that's how they mm-hmm. get punished for it. So I think this is one of the things that I see we become like North Korea. We do not value the merit and competence. And somehow accepting, dividing people based on what they are not responsible for, which is a collective guilt. I think you, you, you hit the, the, the nail on the head there is that more than anything in America, not only are we a democracy, but we are a meritocracy. Yeah. You talked about merit. Mm-hmm. Why are Asians overwhelmingly being uh, considered or admitted mm-hmm. to Harvard? It's because they fucking kick ass in school. Mm-hmm. How about that? Like, if you look at certain ethnicities, yeah. okay, I'm Jewish. Um, if you look at income in America, you could fact check this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to say Asians and Jews are leading the list. Yeah. Okay. Also, Indians to a mm-hmm. certain yeah. extent as mm-hmm. well. And why is that? Because they come from a culture that that values hard work education. and education. And there's a culture and the tight knit family, family, family values, mm-hmm. yeah. and being raised uh, in a two parent household. Mm-hmm. And there's a multitude of reasons why these types of people succeed. Yeah. Now, uh, from what I know about my Jewish mother, they do they're they're a lot more like kissy huggy huggy than mm-hmm. a lot of my Asian friends. I, I've had conversations with my Asian friends. They're they're more bowing and all that. Mm-hmm. But the family values and the the close knit value and the and the emphasis on education is tantamount to these types of families and no wonder there's going to be success yeah. like like the tiger mom uh, yeah. you know story about all mm-hmm. that is like they demand that you do your work like is anyone going to be shocked that pat's kids are going to be are going to do well and successful why cuz it's a meritocracy even in his house yeah. did you read 
Did you shoot your shots? Did you just play outside today? Did you do all your work? If you did that, then you can go play video games and have fun with your friends. But there's accountability there. And that's exactly what's going on in Asian households and a lot of times in Jewish households. And, you know, for other people in America that don't have that type of accountability, when they don't, when they're not so as let me successful. Ask you this. Let me ask you this. And by the way, yeah. uh, 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 Tico, Tico Dillon Center, Brooklyn, when one day you guys watch it, <laughs> the pressure isn't on you. One of you guys is going to do something big. We'll see which one it's going Good dad. You know, anyways, let's go over here. All right, so uh, uh, going back. So question, basic question, and run a poll for this, Rob, so we can see what the audience is saying. Should, it's a very basic question, yes or no, all of us, should American colleges consider race when accepting applications? Adam. Uh, I think race should not be on a top 10 list. Okay, Vinny. No. I, I 100% say no. Tom. No. No. Okay. Now, of course, it's going to be no for yeah. my, you know, to. to. Yeah. And, and by the way, here's what's crazy. I should say yes. <laughs> Do you know why? Because if my kids apply and they say mm -hmm. they're from Iran, it's like, yeah. hey, we need to hit our numbers for Iran. Yeah, get Let them in these there. guys in. Yeah. So I can pick and choose one of them. Yeah. I can yeah, say Armenian. You... I can say Syrian. Yeah. Syrian. Listen, there's only two of us in America. Yeah. Yeah. They were right. That's your, your minimums, <laughs> yeah. you know. But you I get do. the EMEA percent, right? Huh? You get the EMEA percent. Yeah. Europe, Middle East, Africa, EMEA. We need some of those. Yeah. Check. So, listen, look at who who is the current up and coming superstar in the NBA that's 23 years old? Luka Doncic. Okay. Luka. How high does he jump? What's his vertical leap? Yeah, his vertical leap is nice. He's huge. He's, he's just a big guy. But he's a great player. Yes. And nobody should care what skin color he is. Mm -hmm. He just kicks out. He's not even from yeah. America, by the way. He's yeah. from a, you know, you're, where's he from? By Slovenia. The way? Slovenia, Slovenia, right? On what he does. Slovenia. So anyways, yeah. okay, so that's that part with this. I'm going to go to within the education uh, 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 realm of stories. I kind of want to talk to you on... Uh, 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 curriculum having to do with sexuality. So if you can prepare this video, Rob, English teacher sexuality curriculum showing kids penis pics, ejaculation video, has school approval issues. Okay, so let's kind of take a look at this one here. This just came out a couple days ago, kind of weird. Uh, obviously, Al Vernaccio, an English teacher at Friends Central School, a private school in Pennsylvania, like I told you, most private school doesn't mean they're all Republicans if it's private school, okay, mm -hmm. has been involved in school's sexuality curriculum from nursery to 12th grade. Vernaccio revealed that he showed close-up photos of genitalia and a video of a woman ejaculating in option, optional sexuality class to desensitize children and teach them about the broad range of what is out there. Students in 11th and 12th grade were exposed to these graphic lessons but had the option to opt out, and parents had to sign off on enrollments. The students stood by Vernaccio, stating that he is a nationally renowned and highly respected educator. Vernaccio's goal is to provide age-appropriate transform transformative sexuality education for all the students. He's also commented that every child is a sexual being. Can you play that? Let him just watch this motivational video by this guy. Just watch this for a second. At my school... I'm responsible for the sexuality education of all of our students, from our youngest students who are three years old in nursery school, up through our 12th graders who are turning 18 and getting ready to leave high school. That's a huge range, but every single one of those kids is a sexual being. They have been since birth. And at every age and stage, we can offer them age-appropriate, transformative sexuality education. I'm only a small part of the village that supports them as they grow. It's not enough that I teach them. We have to teach them. Part of my message today is that we all, no matter what else we do in life, need to find a way to be sexuality educators for the kids in our lives. If we don't step up, others will. And many of those others if we don't, don't see step wholeness up. and freedom the way we do. One of the things we can they don't celebrate see freedom today the way we do. is how young people have so many more options to consider than simply whether they feel like a boy or a girl. I think Chris Hansen's going to come out now. Whether they identify as gay, mm -hmm. straight, or bisexual. Our understandings of both gender and orientation. Rob, you can stop it at this point. You get the idea on what's going on here. So I can play more and read more about this article. Tom, as a parent of uh, two daughters. 
Okay, one is in high school and one's in uh, fifth grade or fourth grade. Sixth grade, just sixth grade. High, just how, just now. How how do you feel about what uh, this teacher is doing and whether we should be a little bit more comfortable with this? Uh, I think we should be uncomfortable about it. What they are is they're evolving what's out there to sexualize kids early. We have had sex education in school and had, you know, films for girls and a lot of things. Your body is changing and all these things. We have had these things in America for 50 years, and those have been changing along with uh, to include things about STDs and things like that. And then leaving it to the parents to conduct, you know, the rest of the you know discussions you have. The, it's a joke. You have the talk with your boys. And that's it. And I'm kind of alarmed when I listen to this. Between the lines there, children have more choices. So what they're doing is they're putting ideas in kids' heads about what their sexual choices are according to the new list that he has. And is that list now going to be 21 items long, you know, five years from now? I don't know. But I think the parents and schools have done a good job up to this point, and you have basically the sexual the the agenda is to hypersexualize our kids and to introduce things in there to get them more quickly on that path this isn't about education this is about indoctrination by the way if anybody knows how to get a hold of him whoever this teacher is alvernaccio i'm in contact with uh the gentleman uh, frank rodriguez i want to say his name is i played his video the, remember the guy gays against groomers yes if Alice, Alice or Al, if Al has this much conviction in his beliefs, Frank would be more than happy to have a conversation with you because yeah. I ask Frank if he's open to me bringing other people. Yeah. To you give your argument, let him give his argument to talk about why you're grooming kids. Yeah. And, and by the way, what is it with these teachers who are so obsessed with teaching kids on sexuality? Why do they all look the same? One, I don't know. One more point. One more point. <laughs> yeah. Ten years ago, a female teacher that showed pictures of her breasts to a male student yeah. and ultimately ended up in an affair. She's doing time. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> this guy. Is she really doing time? Yeah. Go back and look at. It's pretty wild. Like you, that, you, you, what, you know me. What do you? Oh, think you were about grooming this? young boys. Yeah. Okay. All right. Lolita. I mean, I have a child, right? It's, it's a heartbreaking that it's my child. That we are letting other like schools do this, like it's in North Korea, you know, it's not your child. The schools gonna shape the child, and not just like I, I mean, children should be children. Like I don't, I, I in North Korea we did not have any sex education, so maybe some of it when you're ready is fine. But to three from three years old, I think this is a new thing they are going for. The left is going for is they call it MAP, the minor attracted person. It's not a pedophile anymore. If you're an attracted child, you're not a pedophile. You're like like minor attracted person. They're wow. trying to normalize this concept that it's okay to be attracted to a toddler. It's just it's beyond evil and beyond disgusting. And like, I don't know. Like it's yeah yeah something's going on. It's it's horrible. I mean, nowadays, it's gender the construct, right? You said something. You said if you can unpack this, you said uh, in North Korea. It, do, do, do they look at North Korea that if you have a kid, it's the country's kids? Is that kind of how they view it? It's a collective. It's an ours. Our it's people's our, our country. It's not yours. Of course not. We cannot say I. You oh, know, wow. There's no I. Wow. You can't say I? Yeah. Like yeah, that word. people. You can't say I feel this? No. So I like water. No, we like water. We like kimchi. We like barbecue. Wow. Like, we that like is our very food. important to understand. Wow. You can't even use the word I. I am happy. No. I want to go to the park today. So what is it? Just we. We are happy. We yeah. want to go to the park. Dude. Yeah. This is That's a very bizarre. Oh, dude. Situation. And and the loyalty. Because I leads to individual yeah. Yeah. competition among individuals, winners and losers. Oh, we can't have that in communism. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I saw a documentary. I'm pretty sure you've heard about it. Are you, uh, I don't know was on Netflix or something just the the pure the sheer like the not the brainwash but the debt the devotion I forgot who was in charge but this uh, American doctor went there mm. and all these blind like all these people that had basically cataract they're all blind he cured like I don't know how many hundreds or thousands and the first thing they did when their eyes were open they went to the supreme leader's uh, picture Torture. and were bowing and kissing and crying it's not like she just said it's not mm. about it was and like if you didn't show that, I'm pretty sure you got 
punished for it, but it was so like you just you're seeing for the first time some of them in their lives, and they didn't want to talk to any kid. They were they were just they saw the mm -hmm. picture of him and they went and they bowed and they cried and they gave him all the all. It was all him. Well, well, I have a question. <laughs> Go ahead. And, and well, we, we will give you our answer. Well, yeah, you collective. Yeah, we Because we're on the topic of the sexualization of kids and, and all that. Um, I'm just wondering, as parents, it, it doesn't seem to be a black and white thing. You can't talk about it. You can't talk about it. At this age, you can do it. At this age, you can't do it. So, you know, there's a big difference, I think, between, you know, K through six versus, you know, high school. Right. So, by the way, you you were absolutely right. This guy looks like a complete creep right now. He he reminds me of the the principal in uh, Billy Madison, the revolting blob. <laughs> if you want to pull up his picture, Rob, it's like it's uncanny so how, how this guy is just that weird. But I was having a conversation with my nephew mm -hmm. yesterday, who's ten years old, and uh, I, I have an active role in, in his life as like his uncle. <laughs> and, like you know, he slept over this weekend. Like that's my guy. And we're playing football, playing baseball. So I, I have a moment with him yesterday, and I said, so, you know, how's school going, all that. I go, so who are your closest friends? Talk to me about uh, the guys and, you know, the homies. He's like, well, you know, this guy, this guy. I go, well, any, any girls that you think are pretty? And he's like, well, don't ask me about that. You know, I'm like, well, what you got? And he's like, well, there's, there's two. There's two. I'm like, all right, my guy, you know. And we start having this conversation, and very nonchalantly, he's like, well, you know, there's a couple kids in my class that are G-A-Y and, you know, I'm just, uh, but I do my thing. I say, hold on, what? What does that mean? He goes, yeah, they're, they're G-A-Y. And I, doesn't say the word. Yeah. And keep in mind, he's 10 years old. He's in fourth grade. I've never discussed this with him in his Ever. life. This I don't new talk to, to him about this. Yeah. And I go, what does that mean? He goes, don't play dumb with me. <laughs> 10 years old. Come on, Adam. And I go, what are your thoughts on that? He goes, well, you know, they can do what they want. And yeah. I think we've known this for some time. 10 years old. Wow, he's smart. And I go, well, you know, you you, you like <laughs> girls, right? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I like the girls. but And I go, just treat them nice. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. But just know that that's, that's their thing. That's not your thing. But the point is this. I had no idea he even knew that word. Yeah. I had no idea that he even understood what that meant. So that was like a, a a moment for me where I was like, holy crap, my nephew, the kid that I helped raise, I had no idea that these are conversations. I said, who taught you about it? He goes, oh, my friends, we talk about it. So the kids know about this stuff is what I was what I was what Pat, I'm saying. Pat's, no, on Pat's, a podcast, Uncle Uncle Adam. I saw it on the podcast where the nice lady thought uh, you yeah, were Yeah, that you were gay. <laughs> it's, we want to talk to you. Sure. You want to laugh, Pat? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong there's with There's nothing that. wrong with G-A-Y. Pat, it's funny. Pat's son, Dylan, I was, yeah. I, I, the other day I was like... Um, I was like, so Dylan, what's up? I heard you. What's up with the girl? He's like, yeah. The, what's her name? Uh, the girl that he's dating. He's like, yeah, whatever. It's just nonchalant. And then just yesterday, he's like, Vinny. Uh, Vinny. I was like, yeah, this is Dylan. Do you love? Do you love Kelly? I go, what are you? What are you talking about? He's like, I mean, Kelly. You like? You love Kelly? I'm like, yeah, but where are you going to? And then five minutes later, Santa's like, hey, Vinny, do you like that girl over there? The yeah. girl, because she acted with you. I'm like, I, I love the. They're asking questions, but then at the like Pat, it's none of my business to even get into any depth conversation with kids. Neither should teachers. Neither should anybody. That's up to the parents to do whatever. And sex ed. When I was a kid, Tom, I'm pretty sure you had the same thing. It, it, the only sex education we had, it was just like a black and white. Of the inside of the girl, it, they showed the guy. They were like, yep. and it, I didn't know any details. And your parents like, had to sign a form, or you could opt out. It yeah. talked about acne, and it talked about hormones. It was very basic. It was like two days. And you're like, it. Okay, we've we've seen the basics. Yeah. Health class next. But but what I wanted to understand was at what age is are these conversations appropriate? Because what I'm assuming is that they're happening regardless if you want to step in as a parent and have these conversations. And I've said this before. Nothing would have been more awkward to me than my dad being like, hey, you know, you got a dick down there, son. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Daddy, I, I want to have dad, this conversation with you. Dad, dad. Oh, I, wait a I, I had yeah. it very early. Okay. Five years old. Uh, you, you've heard you me tell this story. Yeah. Yeah. Your dad? Five, no, no, I did with with, with, kids. with the kids. Okay, smart. Yeah, we, we're, we're in the shower. I said, that's your dangling. <laughs> that's yours. This is mine. I said, uh, that's the greatest toy God ever gave you, okay? <laughs> Only you get to play with that. Nobody gets to play with that. One day, a woman you'll find will help you play with that. But till then, you're going to play with that by yourself, okay? And the looks on their faces when they looked at me was very awkward. Jennifer ran out very quickly. Yeah. But they understood. And by the way, these things, if you don't talk about these things with your kids, man, and say, hey, there's only three people you can keep secrets with. Mm -hmm. I'll set the house. 
we can have secrets together as a family. Mm-hmm. You don't go out there and uh, somebody in school says, hey, this is our secret. No such thing. If he gives you a video game, a this, a that, there is no secret. Mm-hmm. We, as a family, we can have those types of things. Later on when you're married with you and your wife, you guys are going to have your own secrets. Till then, there's only a couple people you can have secrets. Anyway, there's a whole uh, things you can do there. But, go ahead, Tom. But what no, role no, no. should the school point, have in this? My, um, in talking about this topic? Yeah, what role should the school have? Because you had this talk, and you even used the word awkward. I, I, I think school... But listen, yeah. <laughs> this guy's showing porn to kids. Yeah, That's exactly. not sex ed. That's not health What class. he's doing is showing a woman please herself sexually. That's not... Hey, guys, let me show you how I please myself. Look how great it feels. This is how you do it. That's not sex ed. That's porn. Mm-hmm. Okay? So and unless if they want to make porn legal in schools, that's a different story. A teacher shouldn't be going out there showing these types of things. Teacher's responsibility is here's a dangling. Here's a you know vagina. Here's what you do with the condom. Here's why you do it. You know, do not uh, participate in uh, unprotected sex. Do not participate in sex. Try to hold off as long as you can. It's important if you make this decision. Maybe talk to your parents about this, your faith, your whatever commitments it is. You have to take it from that angle, not from the angle of, so this is what uh, lesbians are. This is what gays are. This is what trans is. This is what this is. This is what bi is. And it's normal. Some people are like that. You're putting that thought in their head. You're putting their thought. You know, you know the Pygmalion theory, or you know the Pygmalion theory. You know the theory of if I tell you, Adam, if I constantly point out something in you, mm-hmm. and I say that that whole concept about low class, low low income, middle income, upper class, low income families that raise kids, they say six hundred thousand words from zero to eighteen that are a rejection word from zero to 18. This is in a book called The Genius in All of Us. Mm -hmm. So low-income families, they reject their kids 600,000 times from zero to 18. Middle income is 100,000 times rejection. Upper-class parents is 100 times affirming. You can do it if you pull it off. You can do it if you work hard for it. You can do it if you do it like the kids, four kids. I said one of them. Of course, all of them can be successful, and a couple of them may not do anything with their lives, but the choice is on who? On them. The, the, the word that you put in still in my, in my head, that works. If somebody says, like I told Vinny, I said, Vinny, I think you're super talented. I think you're super capable. The other day I told Vinny, he looks like uh, Colin Farrell to me. You know, Jennifer and I were talking, like, this guy looks like Colin Farrell and Robert Downey Jr. And, you know, sometimes you say this and you say it privately. People are like, oh, he's just trying to make me feel good. And then you say it publicly and it's real. I don't say it to say it. Guess what? Vinny is now going to walk away and say, wow, this guy really believes in me. But if I say to Vinny, Vinny, if you if you want to be bi, it's totally cool. Yeah. If you want to be trans, yeah. maybe you're trans and go you don't know it. it. Hmm. Maybe you it. ought to consider that. Hmm, you you sure? know, some people are. Yeah, show that picture, by the way, of uh, Vinny. This is Vinny. <laughs> oh, wow. Last week. This is Vinny Why? last week. Why would you do that? Well, yeah. look. Why would no. you do that? <laughs> tell me it. no. You tell me no. Go go back to it. Look I at that. I love you. I, I, I love a handsome man. Yeah. I love you. You only looked. You only was like, oh, okay. Oh, I can oh. see if I slick my hair back. You a gay, bit. right? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You and you and Adam could date. It's okay. So oh, to me, so to me, that's my biggest concern. When you say something like that to my to my kids <laughs> or dad. the people around me, I'm very uncomfortable with certain words. Words have so much power. You have to be careful with that.